0: Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Made Man, a podcast dedicated to the AMC television program, Mad Men, where today I watched episode 11 of season two, The Jet Set. Now, who is The Jet Set? Well, I guess The Jet Set would be Don Draper and Pete Campbell as they head off to California to learn what they can about science, technology, rocket ships, defense, and how advertising can fit into that. So we're in LA with Don and Creepy Pete. And Pete just wants to uh, take a little bit of time to relax and sit by the pool. And Don's like, that's not what we're here for. We are here to work. You can go on vacation. I can put you on vacation if you want to, but we're here to work so pete's like meh all right, fine and meanwhile don's just kind of waiting around the hotel while he sees a blonde woman who he thinks is betty but it wasn't now they did a cool little thing where um at one point it really was um betty i can't think of her name right now um the actress but it was her then when it turned it wasn't her then when the person walked by it was her then when you saw her again it wasn't her so it was a cool little way Of showing us what he thought he saw. Because we were like, wait, did we see that too? But it wasn't her. And that was the only moment of uh, Betty in the episode. And I have to say, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with no just, you know, sad Betty in this episode. I'm totally cool with that. Now, while, actually, is that how? I don't even think that's how the episode opened. It isn't how the episode opened. I just watched it. I literally got off the couch after watching this. And I already forget how these things open. I believe this episode opened with um, the Secretary Jane reading in bed, writing, reading some poetry in bed. And who comes out but young, young, who comes out but Roger Sterling. uh, And she's like, who wrote this? And she's like, I did. I get inspired to write poetry. Um, And he basically is like, you know, he doesn't want her to get older or something like that. She's like, well, I'm going to get older. And she... He's like, you've had your wife and your daughter in your life for 40 years. He's like 30 years. You know, that's it. And he tells her, look, I want you to marry me. Will you marry me? And she said, yes. So now he's engaged to a 20-year-old secretary in his own office. And uh, let's just stay with his story for a little bit. So later on in the episode, he is meeting with we what we what appe- what seems to be a lawyer, a divorce lawyer, talking about... Uh, his wife and what she wants and he's like I don't want her to have a penny of my business I don't want her she doesn't deserve a penny of my business she doesn't deserve a penny of my inheritance or anything like that she's lucky I give her anything um you know she's lucky I'm willing to give her anything that's generous enough and he's like maybe you could just stay with her and have an open relationship he's like I don't we haven't been happy for a while I don't want to die with this woman and the lawyer's like okay alright alright I'll see what I can do um, but basically, uh, he goes, this is what I deserve. This is the, the, you know, this life that he has with his young fiance. This is what he deserves. Sure. Yeah. and he's a guy who, um, you know, thinks he deserves these things just because he wants them. Um, and the lawyer's like, you know, just think of all the joy you have in your life and everything you have and maybe cut it in half. Uh, now that I just, they're in New York, so I don't know how it works, you know, with law and I don't know how it worked in the sixties. Um, but this, this is probably going to be an ongoing uh, story throughout at least next season, I'm guessing, because we're almost done with season two. Um, he then gets interrupted by his lawyer when Duck Phillips comes to visit him, and Duck is like, um, hey, I know that lawyer, and, and Roger's like, oh, I see, you uh, also had a divorce. How did it go? He's like, well, he's, he's one of the best, him or this other guy, and she's like, he's, Roger's like, oh, no. Margot has that other guy, um but that was really wasn't what Duck was there to talk about. Duck came in to say, "Hey, I've been here for a while, and um, I think I deserve a seat at the table. Um, how about making me a partner And Roger's like, I'll definitely bring it up with the other partners at our next meeting, and I think you should be there um but I let you know just want to let you know that I think you need to come in guns blazing. He's like, Oh, why, why do you think that? Well, you didn't bring the thirty percent you promised and um, you didn't, you underperformed with this, you underperformed with that. And Ducks like, are you, are you kidding me? Um, you know, this is, I, 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 I understand you. Thank you for being candid, but I've been doing my best. Um, and Roger was like, well, this is the truth. So later on, Duck meets at a hotel, uh, meets at a restaurant with, uh, two guys from another firm, an international firm that I guess he used to work with. Um, I recognize the guy. I don't know if that's the guy from, uh, nanny, but I've seen him, in other th- I think I've seen him, this actor, in some of the, um, uh, what's his name, Christopher Guest movies, I think this is who this guy is. But anyway, he has an international firm, and Duck wants to meet with them, I guess, to see what he could get, uh, if he can get a new job, another offer. And the guy's like, you know, we're not really, um, looking for help at this time, but if we were, you'd be at the top of the list, and Duck doesn't take no for an answer. In fact, he says, what if I could guarantee you an American office, you know, and he tells this guy, look, Roger isn't going through a divorce. He's got a 20 year old fiance. His wife's not going to leave him with a pot to piss in. This is the time for you to come in, swoop in buy 51% of this company, you become the controlling owner. You put your key in the door, boom, you automatically have an American client, American client base, and I'll be the president and I need to run creative. And that's the way it's going to be. The guy's like, interesting. Later on, he goes back to um, Sterling and Cooper. They're both there. And Bert Cooper's like, are you leaving us? And and he's like, no, this, this is not what I want to do. But what about you guys having an international, uh, you know, office? And I met with these people from, you know, I, oh no, I took a call from these people, which isn't exactly true, that said they were interested in coming in here and buying a big chunk of this office um you get to keep the name but they come in and they would automatically um you know give you this international part and roger's like hmm that's interesting um you know i guess what do we do do we we just wait for them to make an offer and you know we'll make them see what they can make an offer oh do they have an offer he goes no not yet um is there a number and they said you know let's let them make the first offer so duck uh as much as you know i um is I don't like this guy because I feel like he was. I first, I'm thinking, was he undermining Sterling Cooper? Now, is he undermining the other company? Is he having them work against each other? I think he's undermining Sterling Cooper, uh, but he really, he's just looking out for himself. Uh, and I don't like him for that. You jerk, what you did to you, even just still for letting your dog walk away, uh, you deserve uh, your family leaving you, you deserve your wife leaving you. You deserve your kids not loving you, and I hope that some, that this falls through and Sterling Cooper kicks your ass out the door. Friggin' name a duck. What a jerk face. Um, I'm going to go through these. Th- I'm all over the place, but that's just the way it is. Uh, staying in New York, we have um, some of the people talking about right guard, and um, they just can't focus on work. Uh, we have the, the, creative, the, the creative duo where it's the young guy and the French guy there. Kinsey's off doing civil rights, but we have Sal there, we have Harry Crane there, Peggy's there. And there's just some small talk and they can't really focus on work. And they start talking, the the, the French fella is talking about how he has gone to see Bob Dylan in concert. And Peggy was like, oh, that, you know, they thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, later on, Peggy says, you know, I, I would like to go see, that'd be cool to see sometime. He's like, you should come with me. We should go. We are neighbors. I will, take, I will pick you up. He didn't take no for an answer. And, um, later on they, they get all these donuts because of, um, uh, because of a job they closed, they're getting donuts delivered all the time. They're sitting around in the coffee room and, uh, you know, they find out, oh, that they're going to see Bob Dylan together. And the guys make little snide remarks like, oh, you guys make a cute couple. And the, the French guy's like, what do you mean? And she's, he's like, you mean me and Peggy? He's like, no, no, no. I am Homosexual. And Ken is like, "Uh, I don't think that means what you think it means. He goes, no, it means I make love to the men, not the women. And he was completely, he didn't give a shit. He's He's a French guy who just doesn't care. He's a gay dude and he does not care. But the look on these guys' faces was like, what the hell is this? This is insanity. And the look of just fear on Sal's face where he was like, oh my God, there's a gay guy here and look at this reaction that these people are getting. And oh my God, does he, you know, can he tell that I'm gay too? Obviously Sal's never done this, but let's be honest. Um, it's like the look of just just fear on, this, on Sal's face. You just feel horrible for him and for guys of like that at that time, guys like that, for gay men at that time, um, that just were afraid to live their honest, true life. And this French guy's like, yeah, that's who I am. I don't care. Uh, they He leaves the room and they're like um i think joan came in and they're like oh god um he's a i forget his name he's a homo and they're like oh my goodness he's a pervert and that's crazy you know how can he that's insane and it's it is sad that that's the life that that was and that's the way it was for a long time it's you know i'm not even gonna say the 60s it's just like that's the way it was for a while and i I, it's just it's too bad it's sad actually but um They still, you know, he's like, I'm still going to pick you up at eight o'clock or I'm going to come over at eight o'clock. He comes to her house at eight o'clock and they have a glass of wine and she's like, why can't I ever pick the right guy? If you want to go with another man, you know, that's fine. He's like, what are you talking about? I just want to go to the concert with you. And she's like, why can I never pick the right man? Why can I never, you know, pick the right boy? And... Um, he's like, well, your your hair is old fashioned. Let me do something for you. So he takes her into the kitchen and he chops off a big chunk of her hair, does her hair for it. She's like, what? He goes, I'm gonna. Don't worry, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Um, at the end of the episode, they uh, they're in a room together, looking at uh, President Kennedy talking about um, segregation or um, not segregation, but the opposite of segregation at a, at a um, at a school, and they're like, oh, that's crazy. Um, and Pete walks in cause Pete comes back from California. We'll get to that. Uh, and he's like, Oh, you look different. What's so different about you? She's like, Oh, my hair he goes, Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. That's nice. Um, why is Pete back from California? He Pete's alone back from California. And that's because of what happened in California. And I save that for the end. Let's go back to California, back to the beginning. Uh, Pete and Don are there for work and Don is not into Pete, um, you know enjoying himself, he wants it's all about work, it's all about work. So while he's waiting for Pete Campbell to uh come back from trying to meet and schmooze with these guys, these people just walk up and are like, Are you a movie star? Are you an astronaut? I want you to meet someone. This woman over here wants to meet you. This is Joy, and it's this really pretty young woman comes up and she's like, Hi, how are you? I'd like to meet you. He's like, Oh, very nice to meet you. Uh, but I am here meeting for meeting with someone. Um, like, you should meet, you should join us for dinner, or maybe another time. Thank you. And he blows them off for Pete, but he kind of looks at her and he keeps looking at her and he's thinking, you know, he's probably thinking, I got Betty at home, I've already done enough to ruin our marriage, but now she hates me and here I am, she doesn't want me home, well I'm not home, so maybe I should just be here enjoying myself. Well, they go to um, one of their meetings, one of their... um, the things at the conference they wanted to go to, which was a presentation on rockets, and these rockets that hold 14 nuclear warheads that could take out the USSR, and they're showing explosions, and showing you know like it's just drawings of these warheads blowing up all over Russia, and you you fig- don starts you you don starts hearing explosions in his head and looking at it, and you're thinking he's getting some flashbacks to his time in the war, uh, and he's probably thinking to himself. What am I doing with my life? So later on at the resort, he sees this woman again, and he's like, "Oh, nice to see you again." Uh, she's like, "Well, you want to hang out? We could." H-. He's like, "No, no." He goes, "Well, I guess this." She's like, "I guess this is goodbye because I'm heading off." Um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh um, okay," uh, and. He looks at her, he thinks about it He looks at her again and says Screw it, gets in the car He's supposed to be going off to meet Pete Gets in the car with this woman She's like, don't you want to get your things? He's like, nope Puts his sunglasses on and heads off with her to some house Now they have friends that own a house And all these people that she was with before with And some other people just come and use the house While no one's there And they show up and they see Don in this suit, and the first thing Don does is collapse. Why? Probably because he's not used to the California heat and because he's dressed in this giant-ass suit. He wakes up on a couch, and the guy's trying to inject something into his arm. My first thought was this was heroin. Uh, I don't think it was. They never brought it up again, but my first thought was this guy. This guy's like, this is medicine, and he's probably shooting him up with heroin. I don't know, but he's sur- surrounded by all these people. They're like, oh, you passed out, um, and Don's like, what is this? And the woman's like, look, we're kind of nomads. We go, you know, this is where we're staying right now. We enjoy life. Um, He comes out later, dressed a little more appropriately for dinner. And they're like, Don! And they're all happy to see him. And he's like, what is going on here? And they're playing little word games. The woman grabs him by the leg and gives him a big kiss. And he takes the kiss and enjoys the kiss. Um, And he's kind of like, you know, this is, what is this? You guys all independently wealthy? And the guy's like, well, I could work. None of, none of them have jobs. They just are freeloaders. That's what they are. They're a bunch of freeloaders. And then I'm thinking, are these people the jet set? Are these the ones who are, this, they're living the jet set lifestyle? One place to the next, wherever, wherever, you know, free stuff can take us. Boom, 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 boom. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that is where the, the double meaning of the title comes in. So flash forward to Don and her going into a bedroom and they get it on. And the next day they wake up in bed and, um, you know, they're a little small talk. And the guy walks in, the guy who introduced them in the first place. And he's like, hey, good morning. How are you doing? He has a bit of an accent. I can't quite place it. Um, he sits down on the bed. He's like, oh, you know, these people are coming and, uh, don't I make beautiful children? And he, he, uh, hits her on the, you know, the, the, the girl on the leg. And Don's like, that's your dad. She's like, yeah, he doesn't want to let, he doesn't want people to know how old he is. So he doesn't really tell people. But Don is basically with these freeloaders hanging out, sitting by the pool with them. Um, you know, hanging out, uh, making out with this girl in the pool. She takes her top off. And that's when these other people show up. Uh, I think it's her brother in the family, and she's got two little kids. And, um, you know, he's probably making Don think of uh, his, of Sally and Bobby back at home. So later on, um, they're talking about going, you know, to another place. And she's like, oh, you, you can come with us to here. You won't, you know, we're going to Nassau, then we're going to this other, you know, another country. You can just come and do whatever you want. I don't care, you know. You can be with whoever you want. I'm very open. It doesn't matter. Just come be with us. My dad likes you. You're 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 handsome, and you don't talk a lot. Um, And towards the end, after you know, he doesn't really talk about that. But after um, uh, waking up the next day again, he just completely blows off P. Completely blows off whatever meetings they're supposed to do, and just does this. After um, meeting with, or after waking up the next day, another day there. He gets a phone out and makes a phone call. And my first thought is, oh, he misses his children. He misses um, his wife. He's going to call them. He wants to go home. He realizes what he has. And he gets on the phone and goes, hi, this is Dick Whitman. I'd like to see you. Writes down an address. And then he leans back and does that madman pose where his arm is draped across the couch, like in the logo for the first season. Um, Dick Whitman. He called himself Dick Whitman. He wants to meet with someone. Who does he want to meet with? I don't know something probably someone to do with the war i'm guessing maybe seeing those meetings with the warheads brought something up with him that makes him want to go and um you know uh rekindle a friendship or a relationship with someone uh but he's not leaving california just yet now pete is back we saw a shot of pete at a at a pool sitting with some guys being like uh don should be here any minute i know he has to make a phone call then we see um, Don, uh, Pete sitting again poolside by himself, saying maybe we could take the meeting here because I don't have a taxi. and He's doing paperwork, and that's it. We don't see Pete getting angry. We don't see Pete freaking out. In fact, Pete comes back at the end when he when he um, talks about Peggy's hair. He's got grapefruits, I think orange. I think they're grapefruits for everybody. And he's like, has Don checked in? Has Don come back yet?" And they don't even they don't even say to him, "Wait, you're not with Don. Don wasn't with you." Don, that's when they cut back to Don still in California when he calls someone uh, as Dick Whitman. So maybe Pete was like, um, hey, he said California was great. Talked about it being great, but doesn't like it out there. Like he couldn't live out there. Uh, but he did say it was great. So maybe things worked out for him. Maybe he saw it as, I don't need Don. I can use this as leverage against Don later on. Uh, and this is only going to help me. Maybe that's where Pete stands. We don't really know because they didn't, they didn't talk about it, but it seems like they, you can't leave it at that. Pete obviously has questions, right? Um, and where does Don go from here? Who is he going to meet? And are we just going to talk about Dick Whitman? Is there going to be a lot of Dick Whitman next week with the next episode? These are the things that I'm asking myself and hopefully we'll get answers soon enough. But my friends, I think that covers everything in this episode. We see some guys having intolerance for homosexual men. We see Sal like with a look of fear in his eyes. We see Peggy getting a new haircut and going to Bob Dylan with that French guy. Uh, we see Duck perhaps turning, um, pinning two advertisement uh, companies against each other, or at least um, looking like he is the mastermind behind what could be a takeover, uh, and he wants to have control of the. Um, uh, Sterling Cooper, whatever becomes of Sterling Cooper. And speaking of Sterling Cooper, we have Roger Sterling, who's getting a divorce, doesn't want to give his wife anything, but is really excited about the life he deserves with his new 20-something-year-old fiancé, who he loves, and I can't believe this, I mean, are we going to have a wedding soon? I hope so. Um, And I think that basically covers just about everything in this episode. You know, the, the recap was short. My, you know, the end, a little some sum, summation. My summation was short, but the actual episode, a lot of things happened. Um, but most of them, it was like Don just kind of exploring life. And what does that mean for him? It didn't mean him calling his kids and wanting to go home right away. It meant him wanting to actually go back into the past, the past that he has never wanted to talk about never wanted to deal with didn't even want his brother around to the point where his brother killed himself he was so destroyed and, and, and alone now all of a sudden he's saying hi i'm dick whitman i'm here to hang out with you what do you want to do gets an address and we'll see what happens next week but my friends i thank you for listening and subscribing to me fansnotexperts.com slash made men I am Mike I am the made man or at least I'm trying to be you can find me on Twitter at made man pod again I said facebook.com slash fansnotexperts and fansnotexperts.com slash made men we're available everywhere in the world that podcasts are available Google Play do people actually use that for podcasts I don't know Spotify I know people do thank you for listening through Spotify iTunes obviously uh, but everything else Stitcher uh, TuneIn Anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. You can find me. And you can listen to my golden voice every Friday, every Friday until we finish this journey as I walk across the world of madmen in my quest to become a made man. No, 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 no. Fans, not experts.